Hi, I'm Peter Keegan. Hi, I'm Laura Boswell, and over there's the talented Mr B on sound. Welcome to Ask an Artist. Need help to take the leap and become a working artist? The sort that actually gets to make art and pay the bills at the same time? We're both that sort of artist. We pay our bills and do it by making art. Every week, we'll be using our personal experience to give help and advice on making art your proper job, whatever your family and friends may say. We'll be here to tackle everything from finances to finding a gallery, self-doubt to social media, the everyday practical stuff every artist needs to make a go of their career. So you can't wait to get your work onto a gallery wall. In this episode, we'll discuss the basics of finding and approaching a gallery when you're starting out. We'll be following up this episode later with more advice on establishing and maintaining good gallery relationships, along with building your portfolio of gallery. So Laura, can any artist expect to find their artwork on the wall, on the gallery, just like that? No, um, I would say that you need to do a little bit of research first and you need to be quite thorough about that because you need to find a gallery that's going to do well for you. Yeah. And to be to do well for you, your work needs to suit that gallery. You need to suit the audience that uses the gallery and you need to work within that gallery's structure. Yeah, because there are different types of showcasing venues and galleries aren't there there's the sort of the kind of very low-end galleries that are kind of more in a mixture of fine art and craft to the then the, the real elitist galleries that are selling that's right, works for yeah. millions of pounds there's quite a huge spectrum and you've got to sort of find yourself where you would pitch yourself and also that. there are galleries where you might take part in a one-off group show mm. or there are galleries where you might become one of their established artists where mm. it's a long-term relationship so how do we start as artists to get that relationship with an artist I mean there's a lot of work that should go beforehand well I think what I did when I was looking at potential galleries was to start looking at other printmakers and trying to establish myself in the kind of where I thought my work fitted into the scheme of things to look at my peers I think it's a mistake to pitch too high Mm. so I was looking at the kind of printmakers who were a little bit ahead of me but not way ahead of me okay and where they were showing work and by doing that I amassed a sort of list of galleries and I also looked at my local galleries because like we were saying before local is very important when you're building and having amassed a list of galleries that I started to think might be good then I started looking at the galleries in question Mm. the kind of work they were having the sort of shows they were having what the space looked like you can glean an awful lot doing this on the internet I think you've you've got to imagine how would your work fit on the wall and if you're looking at all the other work in that gallery if you think yeah mine would just work and complement the other pieces but if you think hang on mine is so different yeah if you do massive brutalist works in iron it's not going to fit into pretty watercolors absolutely and you know the any any gallery dealer is you know incredibly proud and protective of the style and the aesthetic and the type Mm. of artwork they're happy to promote so it's really important to to really understand your gallery do your research you know find out who they are find out if you can visit it's always a good idea to go and visit Uh, what undercover or well i wouldn't say undercover (laughs) no need for sunglasses but when i say go and visit i mean go and look at the gallery when you go to a gallery the biggest mistake i think people make is the idea that you'll walk into the gallery with your pictures under your arm Mm. And the gallerist will be thrilled to see you and sign you on the spot. <laughs> There's like this romanticist version. That's exactly what's going to happen. Well, the trouble it's... is everybody knows somebody 
who that happened to. Yeah. It's never them it happened <laughs> no. to. It's always somebody they know it happened to. And I think that's a mistake, don't you, Peter? Yeah, I think, I mean, as a gallery owners and dealers, they're, they're very professional people. They're very busy people. They, their job is to promote the artists who they are representing and whose work is on the wall. And if they constantly took time out for these new artists sort of turning up with portfolios, they're not dedicating their time to their well, job. think how you would feel as an artist hanging on a gallery wall if you thought that your gallerist was distracted from selling your work mm. by eternally attending to the arriving artists trying to sell their work. Yeah. So I think, uh, I mean, a more sensible strategy would be for you to do your research on a venue you think would be suitable for your work, visit it, you know, maybe Suss sort of stuff. Suss it out. Suss yeah. it out, maybe get the name of, of the people that you need to do. But then send an email or, or phone them up and, well, and start those yeah. little journeys that that little relationship with that to see if they're interested to look at your work whether it first is digitally or maybe invite you in for an appointment don't well, turn heard, up and be yeah, presumptuous I heard some really good advice from a gallerist some years ago and it was very very simple she said get yourself a pad and a pen that works ring up the gallery and say to them what are your terms for expressing interest in joining oh, the gallery just ask them outright just yeah. ask outright yeah. and they will say send x number of images in an email or whatever their submission process is mm. and she said no and then you follow that to the letter yeah yeah i think that makes sense just if you don't ask you don't get and i think yeah. you know galleries so you do are... have to take that first step of yeah. bringing the gallery yeah and i think it, it is in the gallery's interest to find new talent and new artwork, but don't presume that they're going to want your stuff. Don't forget that gallerists are always looking for new artists. Mm. So this ties in with our advice about making sure that you get out there, you take your first steps and get work on the wall. Because having work hanging, even if it's just in a little local show, mm. could be good. Gallerists go everywhere. They're, yeah. they're always on the hunt. Yeah, and I think it's... I mean, for me, it's really important that because for what I do is more figurative based work, although I have approached a few galleries, but sometimes, you know, the gallery will understand me say, thank you very much, but it, this is not quite the right fit for us. And, you know, it, it's sometimes that failure, that rejection will come, but don't sort of see that as a closed door and therefore well, think, you should no. give that up completely. See that as an opportunity to go, right, well, what can I do instead? I mean, maybe there's a different gallery or maybe there's a completely different outpost for my work. Well, that I think I need to it's pursue. really important Always, as an artist, remember that it's not a personal attack on you no. if somebody doesn't think your artwork is right for the gallery. They don't want to waste your time and they don't want to waste their time. And if they say no, it'll be because they don't think they can sell your work. Mm. The other thing about it is at the beginning of your career, you are going to encounter a lot of rejections, but don't think the gallery won't ever have you. Mm. It may just be that you're not a, at a point in your career yeah. yet where they feel that they can take you on. Quite often as well, you know, I've, I've found this, where they will note who you are and they will do their research on you. Sometimes, you know, think of it the other way. They're not mm. just going to accept you based upon you turning up and, and a phone call. They're going to want to do their homework and their research Absolutely on you as are. an artist to yeah. see what you've done. And that doesn't mean you have to be a well-exhibited and well-known artist, but having some information out there, whether it's a website or social media about who you are and what you do, will you know, really benefit that gallery dealer and, uh, and to trust in what you do and, and to see uh, your passion. I remember a gallery dealer told me really clearly, I asked him, what are you looking for in an artist? You know, because I was, and this is when I was really young and I thought, mm. you know, what do I need to do? And he said, he said, Peter, it's really simple. We're, we're looking at commitment. We're looking at someone who can show they're committed to being an artist. 
Not just yes. someone who could produce a pretty picture and give it to us, yes. but they, they kind of want someone who's going to be committed to the whole project and someone that if they do take on, that they can keep and they can nurture and they can work with for a long period of time. I think you're right. And I think also galleries are looking for you to have your own voice and a consistency in your work and a development yeah. of your interest and your passion. Mm. So it's very important, and I think we'll probably talk on this more in other podcasts, that whole development of your voice as an artist and how you nurture that. So gallerists are, they're professional people and they will, they know what they're looking for. And don't ever be put off if you ask to go to, for a gallerist to look at your work and they say, oh, I need three pictures. Mm. And you think, but you need to see 20. I've got marvellous pictures. Yeah, yeah. I've got so many of them. Because the gallerist their, will know very, yeah, very quickly. Because they've got their hand on the, the market, the sales. Yeah. That's their job. Their job is completely mm. sales. And they want what's best for you. And if it's wasting your time, if they take you on knowing too well they're not going to sell your work. I mean, that's going to be even more demoralising if your work's up on the wall and no one's buying it and no one's liking it. You may think it's the holy grail, but it really isn't. No. Getting your work on a gallery wall does not mean you've made it as an artist by any stretch. And there's some other practical things you need to address, isn't there, when you're thinking of taking on a gallery in terms of paperwork and the boring stuff. Yes, there's lots of stuff you need to do, but it, it all adds to that being professional so having you know for example an artist biography is crucial making sure that all your works are labeled appropriately the amount of galleries i've been to where artists have turned up and they're not even labeled with their name or the price and all that sort of information it's crucial those little bits that you may think are insignificant but are actually crucial to i was just representing you to be as professional as you can be I'll see if I can pop a list of those into the show notes for this one. <laughs> um, and there are also, it's important that you understand the terms of the gallery, how it's operating, how it pays, things like that. There's usually, in some cases, some sort of contract to be um, uh, signed. That's Ooh, between contract's very important. Yeah, yes. the relationship between you and gallery. If they are professional, they will have these terms set out that you will either sign or certainly it will be agreed. Um, I would also always recommend to get it confirmed in writing, whether it's email, in print, so you both know where you are. I think you know transparency is key from both what you're Essential. able to deliver and yeah. also what's expected uh, of you and by the gallery. I think also you should expect to work your way up the gallery ladder. And there yeah. are various ways that you can do that. Um, I'm thinking collaborations, pop-ups, one-off shows. Do you have experience of that kind of yeah, thing? Yeah, sort of working with a group of artists. Sometimes, you, you know, you can approach a, a venue, whether it's a, a, not a gallery or, or, or it is, but if you come with a group of artists with a project to put on, sometimes that is a lot more appealing. When you have a group show and a group yeah. event, that pulls well, in I interest. Did that. I did that in one of the colleges at Oxford one year, mm. a group of uh, printmakers. We all got together. I think there were four or five of us. And we had a show in the very, very smart Harris Manchester College yeah. uh, in Oxford. And it was not an art venue at all, but actually it was a tremendous success. Mm. It was it's amazing. Great. A venue yeah. can be anywhere and anything. And oh, it's totally. sort of, you know, I've, I've, been, I've had examples where I've brought two artists together who didn't know each other by putting on uh, a show of their work and their work complemented each other so well that I thought if you put them together it will create such a wonderful exhibition in its own right, but you're pulling their experiences and their now, mailing lists. Now, is this show you're talking tutor. about, the one you had at the Courtyard Art yeah, Studio, so, uh, the, the Beasts? That's right, yeah. Uh, it was it was a wonderful opportunity to showcase some emerging talent at, at, at the studio. And it worked on so many levels for 
promoting art, celebrating the fact they're both tutors and that they're teaching, which is a big part of what we do at, uh, at the Courtyard Art Studio. Um, and um, the strength of the exhibition was by they, they worked together. There was not just one of them on their own. There was two of them with me as a third party to kind of help them bring it together. So sometimes finding a collaborator to approach a venue or even a gallery to say, here's a show that we can provide you can often really knock down those walls of, of getting something happening. Yeah, I think that's a really important thing to think about because when you're, when you're established yourself as an artist showing that you can play nicely with other artists yeah. and that you're organized enough to uh, maybe have a pop-up show yeah. or a collaboration it all serves to start building your reputation because gallerists as we keep saying are practical people mm. they want artists who are going to deliver not yes. those that are going yeah. to mess them around and if you've done a lot of the groundwork for them already you're certainly making the decision yeah. uh, oh, yeah. to work and maybe with them a lot if easier. they're looking at you they're thinking oh well actually she's or he has already done this that and the other they obviously are committed and they can put things together, that's an artist to look at. So it pays to be slightly cautious, doesn't it, when someone may call you up and say, hello, we'd like to put your artwork on the wall. Why is that? Yeah, it certainly seems like the right thing to leap on board any opportunity to Mm. be in a gallery. But realistically, it takes you time to find the right gallery And gallerists are not going to flock to you very early in your career. You tend to have to approach them. So if you have a gallery, especially if it seems quite prestigious, approaching you first off, always be a little bit suspicious of it. Um, One of the really good tips for spotting whether this is a problem or not is to just Google Oh, okay, so just do, do your, yeah. it's back to These doing your days, research, isn't it? The approach tends to be, rather than a phone call, it tends to be an email or even a message through social media. So what I do is I take maybe the first sentence of the letter oh, right. and pop it into and Google. See, yeah, the artist. And anything that's a sort of uh, a, a kind of low-level, unsophisticated scam mm. is going to throw up very quickly other people who've experienced that and are ready and so, to call so, them out. So, and to be clear, so these are kind of, uh, sort of, I suppose, galleries use quite a rich word, isn't it? But it's a, it's a sort of a pop-up venue where they're trying to get artists to pay yeah. for wall space or, or yes, you're trying to put a lot it'll of... it'll start off... Usually um, what I'm familiar with is what sounds like a very prestigious gallery. They will say to you that they're very keen to have your work on the walls and that they hope they can work with you. And to contact them. Mm. And that's as far as it will go. Mm. But as soon as you do contact them, you'll suddenly find that, yes, they want to exhibit your work, but there's a fee for this, there's Mm. a fee for... So there might be a fee to hang, there might be a fee to be in the catalogue, there might be an extra fee to have a photograph in the catalogue, there might be more fees to hang in a better place in the gallery. Mm. And the way that this works is it's it's sort of what's known as a vanity gallery, where basically you are paying every inch of the way to have your work on the wall. Mm. And yes, you might sell it, but for the people who are organising it, they're making their money from you, not from selling the work. And they're, they're very, once the exhibition is done, they'll cut you and they'll move on to the next Absolutely project. So there's no relationship no. there, is there? There's nothing no. valued in that experience no. and that's that connection with no. that sort of project. I mean, the good news is that they're very, they tend to cast their net very wide. Mm. So a little bit of research and you'll soon find out if you are... Um, being led along this path yeah I mean if the circumstances are right and you think you know when you have an opportunity that would come up and you think actually I, I could do this and you can justify the finance it might be an opportunity yeah, worth but taking do your homework mm. I mean I think the important thing um, to remember is that whoever approaches you 
always, always check exactly what's involved before you do anything. Don't be, it's very easy to get swept up in the thrill of the potential wall space in a gallery. So this takes us to our takeaways this week. So what important points do you think we should all remember all about approaching the gallery? Oh, well, here's a little tip on etiquette when you are when you are doing your homework and you're visiting a gallery. Mm-hmm. I think the thing to remember is that you're exploring your possibilities at that point. You're not investigating under deep cover. <laughs> so if the gallerist comes up to you and says, oh, and why are you visiting the gallery today? It's absolutely fine to say who you are mm. and to say that you are doing your homework by visiting the gallery. Um, and be clear that you will approach them on their terms if you think the relationship might work. That way, they will respect you Mm. for having done your homework and you're not breaking that rule of rushing in and introducing yourself and expecting them to take you on board at short notice. Thank you for listening. You can catch up with the stuff we've covered in our show notes on our wonderful website, askanartistpodcast.com. In the meantime, please do subscribe, write us a lovely review and tell everyone you know all about us. 